No mai hoki mai e te iwi, ki the verdict. Today we are discussing rugby competitions, one being the International Tri-Nation Series and the other being our very own Maida 10 Cup. Now before we dive into those two, let me introduce you to our debating duo today, Goran Paladin. Rav, great to be here as always. And although you said you weren't coming back, yeah. Mills Muliaina. Yeah, exactly. I've been invited back again. Eh? <laughs> we like you, mate. Not too shabby. I was actually looking forward to a weekend off or a week off, should I say? But hey, it's, it's good to be amongst good company until we start oh, the debate, mate. Yeah. Until uh, we start the debate. It's nice to have you with us. Oh, it really is. Good to be it here. Is. Good to be, here. be weird without you. Mm. <laughs> okay, now before we start, as always, I'll give you a quick rundown on how it's going to go down. You will both be given the opportunity, once I say what the case will be, to say what side of the fence you will be debating. You will then be able to present your evidence, whatever that may be, and then if you want to respond to each other, you may just keep it tight. Sure thing. Tight. All right. Yep. Okay, let's get into the first case. Tri-Nations. Does it matter if the All Blacks win the Tri-Nations. Mm. Goran? Yeah, of course it does. You know, the All Blacks, they play to win. They play to, to win trophies. There's a trophy on uh, the, it's in the offing uh, this weekend. Obviously, there's another game past it. But, you know, they win. They win well. They win with a bonus point. I think they pretty much obliterate the, the other opposition. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you want to take that opportunity, right? Mm. True. Mills? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I suppose moving on from last last week, you know, I don't, I don't actually think it matters whether they win or not. I think now is, uh, you know, I do think they will, but I think now is the time to actually start looking to the future. You know, if you're looking back now and you're, you're South Africa, you're saying, well, maybe perhaps we should should have come over because, mm. you know, look at look at the results over the last two weeks. So I don't think it matters with the one. I think the most important one was winning the Bledisloe Cup. The Tri-Nations, um, well, I mean, it's um, you know, the unknown, really. Three three different teams, and it's not going to happen again, I suppose. So I, I don't think it matters if they win or lose. Okay, interesting. Mm. Okay, who's going to open up this debate? You go first, You go first. Be confident, well, guys. Here's... <laughs> I'm really interested to hear how yeah, he's going yeah. to argue this point. I mean, yeah. you, you're a former All Black. You played 100 tests. How you can sit there and say... It doesn't matter if the All Blacks just win the Tri-Nations or not. It's not Goran's turn right now. I, I'm, no, I'm, exactly. yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just well, building him up. Look, look, of course, of course everyone wants to win. But mm. if you look at sort of this whole year and sort of what it's sort of produced, uh, even the fact that, uh, you know, we've only got three teams, South Africa, I mean, in my point before, South Africa's actually pulled out. So it's, it's, it's the unknown, you know. So why not look at it and say, well, you know, there's, we've got a, we've built a, a massive squad and I've harped on about it the last couple of weeks. You know, now is an opportunity now to get some of those guys out there and experience some of that pressure. You know, um, they've, they've learnt now also what analysing, you know, a team that was hadn't played for a, over, um, you know, over a year sort of looks like. So mm -hmm. for me, really, it's building towards what next year looks like and the year after that before the Rugby World Cup. You know, can't do we get guys, there's a few guys that perhaps um, you could try and test. Um, I'd like to see a little bit of explosiveness out there, some different combinations. Now's the time to actually do it. Think of the pressure they're under. Now, if, if the Wallabies were sitting there um, having won this already, I'd still I'd still have the same argument. Because for me, really now, it's about building that next sort of tier. It's, this is a new group. You know, they've, um, over the last sort of 10 or, well, 10 or so years, they've actually, we've had a, a really solid group that have come through some adversity. Now's the time for that group to actually go through it, they'll go through some more, there's no doubt, doubting about that, but you've got to actually put them out there and see see how they go. Now, I believe that, that they'll win. I definitely believe that they'll win. If they don't, it's not the end of the world um, to me because we've got the, we've got the uh, Bledisloe Cup um, locked up. 
we don't know what the what the Pumas are going to bring the, the following year. I mean, you can only passion in that you know can only last so long. And so I I absolutely believe that we'll go out there no matter what team that we we put on the field this week, we'll go out there and beat them convincingly and win the Tri Nations. But if we don't, hey. It's not the end of the world. I think um, you know, building to the future is, is the most important thing. Well, I think it is almost the end of the world because if they don't go out there and they don't win, then that's three losses on the bounce. They've lost two in a row to Argentina. And then serious questions need to be asked about this All Blacks playing group. I think the point that you make about getting new players involved and, and building for the future, they've lost that opportunity through the results of the previous weeks by losing to Australia, by losing to Argentina... They, they can no longer do that. This is a must-win game for the All Blacks. They need to put out their, their strongest 15, their strongest 23 as a collective, 23 as a collective, rather, and um, they, they need to get the job done. And, you know, like, I, I take your point, the Tri-Nations isn't the be-all and end-all, but the, the ramifications of not winning the game, that they are so important and... and that, they need to win with an emphatic bonus point at the weekend, and by doing that, they win the Tri-Nations by default. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and in the tiered system of trophies that you want the All Blacks to win, it sits near the bottom, doesn't it? But they need to win, they need to win well, because if they don't, what does that mean for people like Ian Foster? Does he retain his job after only one year in the role? We're starting to think, well, geez, if we give him another year and it goes sour again, we're only giving somebody like Scott Razor-Robertson one year before a World Cup to get things sorted. What does it mean for somebody like Sam Kane? Is he the right man to lead the side? Already questions about his leadership, are, they're, they're arising. And, um, you know, does he lose his gig? Uh, does the C next to his name all of a sudden evaporate? And does it go somewhere else? So, look, yeah, I, I don't think this weekend is the time to tinker with a, 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 a get a, a new, younger-looking lineup out mm. there. We need to hit the ground running with our, our preferred 23, get the job done, do it really well, and then we can see what happens next year with maybe Ian Foster still in control. See what happens next year. And that's exactly what we should be actually doing, looking towards next year. You, you're absolutely right. Let's get the... OK, a lot of questions have been asked. Is Sam Kane the right captain? You know, is you know, the Richie Moonga barrett sort of combination, is that right? Are we seeing the, the right sort of combination in terms of... Uh, you know, the, the centre combination. Who's going to be at lock? You know, we've seen also Patrick Tupolotu. He had a massive, you know, Super Rugby campaign, Super Rugby Aotearoa campaign. Where's he gone to now? So what mm. does that look like? There's some tired bodies out there. We mm. know we, they can, they, he can play at that level. So now is the time to be able to go, well, let's test them. Let's put them out there. Let's put a Rico Ioane back out there and see what he can do in this, this next test. And, hey, you're right. It's not at the bottom of the bottom of the heat that Tri Nations. That Tri Nations Cup will go out the bloody door. They'll be in the rubbish by the by the time. It oh, you think so, well, mate? <laughs> by the time we get up next year, there'll be another cup. It's, this isn't this isn't the Six Nations, you know, where there's I a lot think of. They're going to be throwing a cup <laughs> in the, I, I can, in the bloody I can, rubbish. Can, well, what are we going to call it? What are you going to call it next year when there's a fourth team? And then we're going to we're going to have a cup there that's called the Tri Nations Cup. But there's only, there's only these four teams playing. We're not going to have a Tri Nations. So, well, hopefully not, because we could end up having you know five, four or five teams, and so. To me, really, winning that cup when, you know, if it was prestigious and it was going to go on for a, a wee while and another team would come in and it's going to be the Tri-Nations, then perhaps yes. But as far as I'm concerned, that, that cup's probably going to go in the skip. Imagine if you're the garbage man <laughs> and you're just outside NZR headquarters. Let's just say that they've won the Tri-Nations. Yep. And, and they're like, 
stupid What's big trophy. This? <laughs> Throw it out. And the, and the skip it goes. Or they say you're, it should be in the recycling. Yeah, you're, so. yeah, okay. Uh, I suppose it's. <laughs> well, hey, well park it up like they did the North and South Cup, you know, at an Eden Park. There's nothing wrong with this, this you know, collecting cobwebs. But, but if you're <laughs> the garbage man, you see that, you stick it on Trade Me straight away, don't you? You'd make a bit of money off of it. Well, it depends who, who's won it. Well, we would have. Because the, the garbage man in New oh, Zealand's picked it up. Why would we take it if Argentina or Australia? Well, there you go, there you go. Just, that's, that's my point. I don't really care who wins it, really, do I? So. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I go back to the point, like, you know, they, they need to win because it would be unsettling for the All Blacks as a, as a collective to, to have doubts around their, their main leaders, you know, the, Ian Foster and Sam Kane. I don't think they need to be tinkering with that a couple of years out from World Cup. And psychologically, what would this do? Already we've got some young players in the mix who have, you know, they're, they're experiencing the All Blacks environment for the first time, yeah. and their first experience is a loss, followed by a loss. Like, how often can you say that about newbie All Blacks? Mm. Usually they come into a, an environment that is just red hot, the machine is, is working so well, and this doesn't happen. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you tinker with a side, Three losses on the bounce. Yeah, psychologically, there'd be a lot of work for somebody to do behind the scenes to build these guys back up again to make them believe. And the other thing you need to factor in is that it's only Australia and only Argentina. They're, they're not losing to England, to South Africa, to Ireland. And this is yeah. the time now. This is the time now to build that crop. Build that crop of players that are coming through. You haven't got the Nonus and the, and the Smiths and the Dan Carters and the Richie McCaws, Tony Woodcocks of the world, or Kevin Mialamus. You know, I just waffle off more, more, more of those sort of names. You haven't got those guys. They, they have been in this situation before as well. You only think about in 2003 when we lost to, to England with 13 men on the mm. field when they had two men in the sim bin. They went through all that. This is what this team has got to go through now. They're going through it uh, at this stage. The coach has to understand what sort of they need to, 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 to push on. And what a better time to do it. Do it in a time where a cup doesn't mean... Well, it means a little bit. Okay, <laughs> well, it means a little bit. Okay, so if, if we yeah. don't want it, I don't think it's in a, if I'm sitting here this this time next year in 12 months' time, and it's the same thing, I'd be a little bit worried. Mm. And and I think I still think there's you know two years if they went to try and change things or bring a new coach in, that, that is still ample time for a coach to actually implement the, the, um, what they want before the World Cup. But I just think. You know, there's, there's no reason why we should get all caught up in winning the Tri-Nations when, you know, I, I know, you know, and I truly believe, like I said, you know, I think we'll win. I definitely think we'll win. Mm -hmm. But don't get caught up in the fact that it's going to mean anything later on. I think now's the time to build and build our team well, um, you know, leading into the next, you know, three or four years. Do you think fans would understand? Do you think they'd be okay with, like, a, another... Well, let's say it's a... It's not just a... Maybe they don't lose. Maybe they win and they scrape through by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Do you think the fans would be satisfied with that performance? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, absolutely, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be. And that's why these guys love that pressure. They love that expectation of being able to, you know, come out and say, "Well, if we scrape, scrape in and just win it, you're scrutinised more than perhaps a good win." You know. And, mm. and that's that's what New Zealanders are like. Okay. So over the years, it, that sort of that, that kind of changed a little bit. You know, if the fans, you know, they accepted it because we lost you know, two or three Rugby World Cups in a row. And then, you know, so the expectation for people was like, well, well, maybe I should donate, doesn't it? Well, it's not, doesn't actually stink. It does actually mm. stink, you know? And so I think they would care. But if you look at it from the bigger, bigger picture point of view, we've gone through this. We've gone through this time. And unfortunately, um, you know, 
now's the time to start rebuilding the, those those um, you know those key guys that are in every single position. I mean, I'm, I named those names. There's so many other names that you could um, waffle on about that can build that sort of that team. Mm-hmm. Now is the perfect time, and and be given the the circumstances with, with COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry, Mills. I'm going with Goran on this one. Of course you are. <laughs> I think it's important. It's the only course of action possible. You mentioned fans and the expectation there, but I think that that expectation has really been growing from what the All Blacks have exuded to that audience, and I think they expect excellence from Mm. themselves. So I think they expect to go out and take this Tri-Nations series, although... I don't know if we're going to see that trophy in the bin if they, if they get it. Hopefully not. It might be in the bin. It'll be in the cabinet. <laughs> well, they'll drink out of it first. A replica, yeah. I don't even know what it looks like. Oh, well, there right. you go. What is it? <laughs> there you go. Does it really matter? Well, Do you know what the Bledisloe Cup looks like? Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when the garbage man pulls it out of the skip and he puts it on trade me, I'll know what it looks like. I'll tell you like. what, mate. We'll sit outside and, and outside the garbage uh, can out there and, and wait for it to be chucked yeah. in there. And then we can, we can both put it on. One more thing I want to say about, you know, it won't be the end of the world. I felt like when they lost to Argentina, that felt like the end of the world. Mm. Yeah. So if it happens again... Can the world end twice? Can it? <laughs> well, Will it? the Wallabies actually <laughs> helped that, didn't they? I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, they aren't copying it as much as what the, the All Blacks um, did. And then that's the expectation us Kiwis have. But they've actually possibly made the expectations of the, of, the, um, of the public are now. Well, Argentina are playing pretty good rugby. Yeah. You know, it wasn't sort of a fluke because, if, if anything, the Australians should be bagged right now because they've had a whole week to actually analyse them. And it's not like they, the, the uh, Argentinians came out and played any different. Mm. They no. did exactly the same as what they did to the All Blacks and they couldn't adapt. Mm. Ouch, Mills. <laughs> well, end of the day, Goran, you got a point. Can't you beauty. You. Nice, mate. Good stuff, yeah. <laughs> and remember at home, if you have something that you'd like to say about the matter, drop us a comment below. Okay, let's get into case number two. Let me just prepare notes number two then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. There's a lot. Well, I'm ready to lose this one, actually. Some... Oh, I like, I like yeah. the way you come in. Hey, just, hey. Oh, Plays yeah, it just, cool. Hey, Play the underdog yeah, tag. Yeah, it's like, you know, you go to the pool hall. Oh, I've never played this game yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. What a shark. He's won 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Case number two. Mitre 10 Cup. Is a revamp of the Mitre 10 Cup necessary? What do you think, Mills? I think it is. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion about the crossover uh, games. Um, effectively, you know, they're, they're pretty much um, there's teams beating um, the premiership teams that are coming from the championship. So I, I definitely think it does. You only have to look at you know the crowds. You know when you're semi-finals, you know down down in um, in Nelson, and then there's hardly anyone there. You know you, you look at sort of the crowds at Eden Park as well. So. I just think people have lost interest. I think they need to understand first and foremost, you know, what what the, the crossovers are, how it sort of works, and 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 why it works that way. And I also think you've got to bring that sort of that, re- that promotion relegation factor back into it. Now I know it's it's going to cost a bit of money, you know, to you know, to be able to you know to come up and things like that, especially with our Heartland guys. But we've got to find a way to make it exciting. And as a youngster growing up, you know, in South and trying to get promoted year in year out and losing that, but. It, the crowds there were outstanding. And when you finally did, it just meant so much. So I think it, it definitely needs a revamp. I think it needs a revamp for an, an excitement level from a, from a crowd's point of view. But also, the teams are so close. So why not sort of, you know, you know merge them all together? Mm. 
Well, I'm saying no, it doesn't need a revamp. I'm actually in favour of the competition. When they first created the structure almost 10 years ago, I looked at it and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's basically two divisions in one, yeah. crossover games and all that. But as time's worn on, I've actually grown to become a fan of it. And I, I think that crossover games actually create more interest because... You know, the onus is on the premiership winning uh, premiership sides to beat the championship sides to justify their spot in their division. And, you know, the championship sides want to take points off of uh, the, the, the sides in the top division. And it actually, um, you know, it, it creates a bit of tension and rivalry between the two the two divisions. And, and I, I'm in favour of it. So, yeah, I, I'll argue that there is no revamp necessary for the Mighty 10 Cup, Rav. Mm. Both good points. Mills? Yeah, and so to my point, I think the excitement level needs to come back. And you're absolutely right. When it first came out in the crossover games, you know, I think it, it was it, you got to pick who you're going to play in the. And it still is, I think, that you get to pick who you play in the, from the championship, where you, where, you, where you come in the in the premiership. The point is, you know, what's why why would a, a premiership team now go okay? This, those are easy pickings. Those are easy pickings. There is no easy pickings. Okay, so five. Premiership teams, championship teams, actually beat um, the premiership guys. So you don't actually pick any any sort of points that you can actually get out of there this year. So the, the the thing is, why not just merge them all together, play a game where you just play once, like we used to do in the in the Air New Zealand Cup that used to be called, and then have promotion relegation. It's so tight that you wouldn't even know. Like one weekend, I'd see you know North and they're beating the the. You know they're, they're they're losing a yeah, championship game, and the next week they're, they're beating a premiership team. The following you're like, well, which who are they playing? Which competition are they playing? When in actual fact, they're now in the semi, in the final, of the championship. Mm. You know, you you look at sort of you know, the Marcos even um, you know losing Canterbury, losing the Shield to a um, you know to a championship team in Taranaki, and then the way that's sort of gone. So there's just so much confusion. But the the added thing is that. It's tightly contested, no matter what division you're in. So why not just merge them all together, have one competition, and then say, well, if you if you come last, well, you have to play promotion relegation with the with the Rivers and the Heartland team, and, and build that excitement not just around the final, but also around who is going to be to be able to come up to the next level. Mm. I, I I think that um, you know having the two systems, the Premiership and the Championship, it actually uh, it means that more matches have greater importance because you've got eight of the teams with the possibility of playing finals football. And I think if we, if we reverted back to the good old days of everybody plays everybody once and, you know, you might have a, a semi-final and then a final, you, you've got so many games that lose meaning towards the back end of the competition because they are nowhere near playoffs contention. And, you know, like uh, I'm thinking this year, Manawatu, Counties Manukau, um, who else? Southland... Um, the likes of Northland and Otago, they wouldn't have been anywhere near a premiership semi-final mix. And so to give them something to aspire to in the championship, I think it's, it's really cool. And, you know, I, I look back to last weekend, Hawke's Bay hosting Taranaki in the championship semi-final. We don't actually get that amazing spectacle with you know, free-flowing, running, attacking rugby from Hawke's Bay, plenty of tries being scored, mm. huge crowd in attendance. That game doesn't even exist if we don't have the championship. It's just null and void doesn't happen. So I, I, like, I like the system the way it is for those reasons. And I, I don't think that um, reverting back to a 14-team competition is the answer. Because it would just be the same teams winning constantly and 
yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see going back to the future being the option. I think it does, and I think just your point that you're making, the Manawatu's, the Southlands, the Counties, Manukau, you know, those sort of guys. I mean, the last three or four rounds of the competition, when you're at the bottom of the table and you need you need to get back up there and stay in the in the in the fight, that that creates that excitement, that creates that motivation to be able to stay up there. I mean, also you got to think, you know, a team like Southland, they won two games at home early on in the year, you know, against you know Hawkes Bay and North Harbour, who were in the Premiership. At some stage, you you should you should be able to say that lower end now that they've ended up there. Well, where's the reward for that? Where, where was our reward for actually beating those guys at home? One team was a premiership, and that's where, you know, if you're sort of sitting at the bottom of the table where you're 12th or so, that win, that reward, might be the difference in, in terms of, you know, staying up and not being able to play, you know, promotion relegation. When you look at a, a side like Hawks Bay, I would easily be able to say, well, Hawks Bay would be a contender for a um, you know semi-final spot, if not a final spot, the way they're playing in the in the Premiership, mm. you know the way the way they they've been um, you know sort of playing. So I'd love to see that. You look at Bay of Plenty, you know they won the prim- uh, the uh, championship last year, semi-finalists this year in the in the championship. So there's no the, the, the gaps has has narrowed, if, if anything. So why not just have one competition where everyone can just play each other once, and then have that sort of ex, that sort of climax, you know, not just the finals, but also at the bottom end, because for those t- sort of teams to stay up is massive. The danger of changing it and, and to keep on changing things is that people just don't understand. Like, what what are we going to see year in year out? Yeah. And like, I, I think of the the best competitions on the face of the planet. English Premier League, you know exactly what you're getting week in, week out, year after year. It's the top 20 teams in, in Britain and they play each other home and away and then you find the winner. State of Origin, love my rugby league. State of Origin hasn't changed in 40 years. It's three matches yeah. and New South Wales plays Queensland. This, it's like, well, you know, we did have a, a, a top division where every, everybody played everybody. Then they looked at restructuring it. People weren't happy. Oh, well, we, we need to be in the top division, so let's do this, you know, have premiership championship in the one competition. And then what, we're going to change it again? I, I just think the change is not the only constant in New Zealand rugby, and we see it in Super Rugby as well. That's changed so many times over the years. Like, allow rugby fans to get used to a certain style, mm. for goodness sake. And so, you know, this is, this is only nine years old the Mitre 10 Cup in its current format. I like it. Let's keep it. Let's let's make it a tradition, not just chuck it out because, well, people are moaning about being a championship side and they don't have the opportunity to win the premiership. Well, show us your worth year after year. And I think that's that you're, you're right. You're probably arguing my point. Make it simplistic. Make it simplistic. You talk about enough. the English, English, you know, um, the, the English Premier League, you know, home and away, then we come off the final. You talk about... Um, you know, the state of O, you know, you know three games in a row. At the moment, we don't know what's going on. There's a crossover game here. What is that? What is a crossover game? Well, there's no really real reward anymore because, you know, they actually, they're on the same path. So there's, you know, what, what sort of benefit do you get if you won the, the premiership the year before to go, OK, I'm going to pick, you know, these, this team here because yeah, I think you're going to get two picks. Um, there is no reward. They're all, they're all sort of in, in similar sort of, um, I suppose, competition in terms of the way they're, they're sort of playing. Keep it simplistic, you know, so the fans understand, well, hey, it's only home and away and there's only a, rele- there's a promotion, relegation and a final. That's simplistic. Yeah. The, the thing that is going to scupper everything, and I think we need to bring it up, and I don't know if this is arguing my point or Mills or maybe somewhere <laughs> in the middle, is that um, NZR have, have spoken about 
you know, uh, finances being a, yeah. a huge issue, and that's one of the reasons why they're thinking about revamping the competition. Mm. And you know, they're, they're looking at the possibility of having two conferences. So, you know, not everybody can play everybody, mm. um, uh, which which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, looking at tossing in was it Wellington, Manawatu, Hawkes Bay, and sort of like a southern conference and then everybody else plays in the similar north. to the Farapama Cup mm. yeah. but then you'd, you'd have like a a, a a crossover match thing happening anyway and I think the, the reason that they want to do that is to um, reduce the cost of of travel by air and and all that but you know I also look at it well if you if you're trying to save money well, why, why would you then send your Super Rugby teams over to Australia to play, uh, you know, the, the five Australian teams? Yeah. So that's idiotic because, because no, nobody nobody wants to see those games. No, because uh, Australian rugby just signed a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, look, it's all about money, right? And I can't, I can't take care of my own finances. Yeah. But as a, as a rugby fan, I don't want to see the Blues play the Rebels. I want to see a, a strong Auckland side play Canterbury. Mm. Yeah. You know, but, uh, that's, that's something that needs to be considered as well. And, and if they were to change it to a North and, and South conference system, would it be a permanent move and would it, or would it be a, a temporary one? Well, keep it simplistic. That's all they needed to be able to do. Okay, if that's going to be the case, you know, look at the NBA, you know, conferences, but they all come together late, you know, um, later on you know, and, and play the, the finals. At the moment, we don't know what the heck's going on because, mm. you know, you're sort of, you know, crossing you know all over the place and that's why I think you know if we revamp it and keep it nice and simple then everyone understands everyone understands yeah. the ramifications you know later on because at the moment you know it's yeah it's it's more detrimental um, playing a, a championship mm. side team at the moment if you're a premiership because you're you're possibly going to lose that's right but they shouldn't because <laughs> they're a better team they're in the premiership they probably well. got more funding too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dropping all the bombs today <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> get in trouble. Someone's going to hold you to account. You might not be back next week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm doing... <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going with Mills on this one because I am also uh, a big advocate for simplicity. And I know that it's not you know, anything like the NRL competition, but I know when I switch on the tally, this weekend it's round da-da-da. These teams are playing in this round for this purpose, they get these points, and this is like you can you predict what's going to happen on the ladder if these teams win and da, 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 da. like even for someone like me that doesn't you know keep track of the Mitre Ten Cup ladder too much, even I could be able to work that out. And when you're talking about money and finances, that also means interest. And if you're going to get more bums and seats, people have to understand what that competition is and what it entails, mm. without a doubt, or else they're not going to spend their money. If they go north and south, they're still going to have crossover games. Well, they're going to have to because there's only like, what, how many South Island teams? Yeah. Three? Four? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't try and make out that I'm going north and south conference here. I just said simplistic, <laughs> mate. Simplistic. Just keep it, hey, one, hey, one game, <laughs> mate. We can't fly around the country. Can't, we can't have that simplistic competition. Well, you can at the moment, can't we? Or do you take the bus on the inter-island? Hey, go right back to the <laughs> old days. Go right back to the old days, mate. Yeah, yeah, just... Jump on the Inter-Islander. <laughs> yeah, get in your cars, boys. There's yeah. no money for buses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get into um, uh, a little bit deeper with um, with the rugby in general, Mills, and ask you for your expert opinion. Um, this weekend is, of course, you know, 
Mitre 10 Cup is a big weekend yep. uh, with the finals ahead. So who do you think will win and why? And you don't have to talk about the championship final because apparently that's not a final. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Just talk about well, Auckland Tasman, mate. Yeah. <laughs> wow! I mean, it's it's hard not to go past yeah. it's hard not to go past um, Hawks Bay, isn't it? I mean, the yeah. way that. Fakatawa and, and you know at the I mean, apart from this haircut, that's an outstanding <laughs> do, isn't it? I mean, not something you'd rock. Oh hell no, Jesus! <laughs> I don't know if uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the way they're going, Ash Dixon leading from the front, and um, the way they're playing down there, that's made it, they've made it a real fortress as well. Ever since I've, when they when they won, um, you know the the Ranfurly Shield, they've just mm. went to another level. And you got to remember they lost to Southland, you know, the round one. So hard not to go past. You know, I'd say they they win it. The the big one is is Auckland, Auckland versus uh, Tasman, because, mm. you know, at the beginning of the season, with Tasman, with so many X-Factor players, they had a stacked lineup, and, uh, you know, they've lost a few games, um, you know, on the trot, you know, well, you know, uh, early on in the season, North Harbour, um, you know, possibly showed everyone um, how to do it. They've lost that sort of, you know, that home advantage, and you kind of just wonder, the last time, you know, they've... Um, that Auckland played there it was that game against Canterbury. It was, a, it was free as well. It's free this weekend. Mm -hmm. You know what they can. Um, that, you know home, how important home advantage is going to be. Now, Auckland didn't play that well last week. I mean, gee, it was a horrible ball game against Waikato, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so, man, I I I'd love to, I'd like to say the Aucklanders can can do it, but this this Tasman side they can just produce. Um, you know, guys like Harvey and. Um, and Hunt as well, you know, driving. They've got a good forward pack. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say, you know, finals time, they'll, they'll they'll put their heads down and go to dark places and perhaps Auckland might not be able to, you know, stick with them in terms of the tighter stuff. Mm. I think the X factor out wide with, uh, you know, with Rayasi and, mm. and co, awesome, if they can get them the ball. And that's what I reckon, um, you know, the... Uh, the Marcos will do, they'll, they'll, they'll starve them of that, that pill. Yeah, you never know though. Auckland might have memories of two years ago and feed off the crowd and yeah. all of a mm. sudden it's that, it's that same environment yeah. and th the same stuff could happen. Yeah. Um, uh, look, you, you mentioned Rayasi. Jeez, you just got to give him the ball because he creates something out of nothing and he's, he's guaranteed tries. Yeah. Guaranteed. But I tell you, even like guys from Super Rapey, Jonathan Rudu, he's I mean, he stood up as well. I mean, you know, uh, it's amazing what sort of, um, you know, what Super Rugby, uh, you know, experience does to guys when they yeah. drop down to that next level. You know, they, they all, all well, they, they live up to that sort of uh, superstar status down mm. there because, mm. you know, it's just a different, they've, they've played at, at a different level. So guys like that, um, you know, it's they're, they're going to be huge, um, you know, for Auckland in order for them to win. When you're looking at the Mitre 10 Cup, in comparison to what's happening in the Tri Nations, mm. what do you think is the better style being played at the moment? It's such, yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> if you have, if you ever look at the last couple of weeks in the Tri Nations, man, it's just, it's been one of those games. It's all been defensive, mm. um, so it's not as exciting. We're, we're used to that here in New Zealand. We love to throw the ball around. We want to see that X factor, guys getting the ball, you know, out, out wide and being able to, uh, lot, uh, you know, sort of take guys on one on one, you know, turnover ball. But it hasn't been that, hasn't. I mean, apart from that Sydney game, you know, we've, mm. we've just smashed the, the Australians in that game. It's gone right back to, um, you know, the, the test match sort of styles. We used to just grinding out a win, you know, and sometimes an ugly win as well. It was, you know, in terms of uh, Argentina, you know, they, they were outstanding the way they, they played it. And so we perhaps need to be a little bit patient mm. um, in terms of, you know, how we adapt to that now. You know, now we can actually say, well, okay, you know, this is a style we may encounter in the next next few years. But if you look at them, 
side by side in terms of the excitement level, it's hard not to go past the, the Mighty 10 Cup. Mm. And, I, and I know there's less pressure, absolutely less pressure, but there's also more freedom. And then also a bit of X Factor in terms of the youngsters coming, coming into the, um, and more time. Um, is it necessarily better in terms of later on? <laughs> well, I don't know. But uh, from a, I suppose, spectac uh, spectator's point of view, it's mm. probably the most exciting now, you know, when you put them side by side. Watching that um, Aussie-Argentina game last weekend, I found myself just not engaging in it. Yeah. Mm. It, was, it was that boring. It was that hard to watch. I found myself doing the dishes. I think I put on a late <laughs> load of washing. Over to the TV. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. sort of look around the corner. Oh, yeah. okay, it's still shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've really enjoyed the, the Mighty 10 Cup games that I've watched. Yeah. And even though um, Auckland really did struggle against Waikato. It was a good finish, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. There were some really good moments in the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I just, I, just, oh, I just hope that's not what Test match rugby ends up mm. because no one will end up watching. Man, I mean, it, 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 usually you say the Northern Hemisphere teams have predominantly played like that, but you only have to look at uh, that Johnny May try on the weekend and what he can do. So they've got expected players as well. But I just hope it doesn't come to that every game it's going to be, you know, grinded out by just a defensive effort that's going to mm. be that tight. And I love tight games, but there's got to be some some awesome stuff that happens in there as well as guys breaking the line and, and, and things like that, not just slow sort of um, you know beat each other up type yeah. of uh, type of uh, yeah. performance Using what, a bit what, more instinct I think what you're talking about Mills is it, you know like are you happy taking the sort of like grinding boring win or the would you be happier with a flash Harry loss yeah, exactly. you know like <laughs> exactly. I mean that is that's yeah. so difficult isn't it yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean most fans would say well just get, get us the win regardless yeah. yeah yeah. but you do want it to be attractive you've got to meet somewhere in the middle eh yeah exactly yeah exactly which has been displayed in the past. I mean, yep. it's kind of gone a certain direction at the moment. Yeah. On that note, All Blacks this weekend, which players do you think are most under pressure to perform well? Oh, gee, I think there's no real sort of um, person I think that um, they're under pressure. I'd like to see a different level from, you know, a few guys. I'd like to see a few changes. I think... Um, yeah, Cullen Grace, for me, needs to be on the bench. I think you give him a taste of Test match footy and that physicality that he brings. You know, you get him out there to. This is the best time to do it against a, a physical uh, Argentina Argentina side that uh, you know I'm gonna niggle at you for a young man. They're gonna try and sort of um, you know get under your skin and, um, and 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 scare you. You know, this is a time now for him to get out there and and and, and try and you know match those guys and even better. I think also you know and I alluded it before. I think. Rico Ioane needs an opportunity again at the seniors. I think we need to keep growing that mm. because they are the, the you know the three of them are totally different. You know, Antonio Brown, uh, Good Hugh, um, and Ioane. Let's let's, let's um, put a bit of X factor in there. The, the combination really um, for me um, is is the Moonga Barrett. We, that needs to flourish again, and um, they need an opportunity now to make sure that they really hammer that like they have and that they did in Auckland and they did in the, in the Sydney game. Um, but yeah, for me, really, those, a couple of those changes and a few in the in the, in the forwards, not not changes, but I'd like to see, you know, Frizzell, for instance, you know, go to that next level. You know, he's been awesome when we've been going good. You know, he got he got rattled a bit. If he gets another opportunity, you know, let's let's go uh, let, go to that next level where you just you know um, you have to roll up your sleeves and, and bash a few Argentinians around. So um, and even Akira. You know, I'd like to see him back out there. You so, mentioned his name too, Gary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think um, 
Hoskins is a tutu. He, mm. I think he's a big tick there. So does he need to play? Um, possibly not. If he does, you know, um, do we risk someone like... I mean, that's where the dilemma comes in. Do we risk someone like... Uh, you know, uh, Adi Sabir or uh, um, or Sam Kane. Does he not go out there? You know, oh, so God. imagine if Sam Kane was rested for this one. Oh, oh, no, I don't think he would. Be. I think he. Yeah, if it, yeah. I can't see it happening myself. It's it just to avoid this reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, All Blacks captain dropped. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, imagine it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about somebody like um, the, the form fullback in Super Rugby Aotearoa, Geordie Barrett? Yeah. I don't think he's made the right wing position his own. Is it time to mm. shift him back to fullback? Maybe sacrifice Bowden so he can get on the plane to Japan early, uh, <laughs> and, and put him at fullback and, and get one of those guys like a Will Jordan on on the wing. Yeah, I mean, that is it. I mean, with with Bowden going in Japan, you know, that's really the, the dilemma the, the coaches face. You know, do they put you know um, his brother back there and give him a crack there? Oh, I think he's. He's shown glimpses on the wing. He's shown a bit, a bit of appreciation of what, what that sort of looks like before you sort of move back. And there's no doubt he was the form, you know, fullback during Super Rugby Aotearoa. Mm. But you know, do you give him that sort of chance to go back at fullback without sort of keeping keeping on flourishing that sort of um, relationship and 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 um, that combination with the with the ten and the fifteen? I don't think so. I think you keep him there, keep him hungry. He's done some great stuff, particularly in the year, but also. His chasing game, you know, um, he's been outstanding. I mean, he got he got penalised for taking someone out, which was ridiculous in, that, in the Argentinian game. But I just think he's he's starting to grow a bit more. He's starting to get a little bit more, more mature and, and appreciate um, when he sort of gets into the line and what he needs to do in terms of his his sort of role. So I'd like to to, to see him stay there and keep that and, and flourish that sort of 10-15 combination. Final question, and it's a little maybe a bit harsh, but. What happens this weekend if the All Blacks are unsuccessful again against Argentina? What happens? Well, they have to self-isolate for over a month. <laughs> Never return. Maybe a six months. Six months. Yeah. We're quarantining in Australia for the next five years. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Well, never to return. Like, I don't think it's the end of the world. Like, like, like what I mentioned in, our, in the debate. You know, I, I think I personally don't think they'll lose, but if it. Uh, God forbid if it does. Well, I think it gives the coaches, you know, a lot of things to sort of contemplate, contemplate over the summer um, before we get into the next sort of round. Sort of how the, it's, there's no doubting the style that Argentinian, the Argentinian rugby team are bringing at the moment has has really sort of um, thrown us off a bit. Yeah, how, exactly. Yeah. So if they go out, I can't see Argentina playing a different style. You know, no. honestly, if they if they did, I don't I don't think they've got um, well enough sort of in the engine to be able to, 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 to sort of make it expansive. And if they do, it plays right into our hands. So why mm. would you? And so um, I think what it's sort of shown is our ability to be um, to not be able to adapt on the go. I think that's what the, a lot of soul searching would have been um, done over these last two weeks yeah. about why did we, we've seen all these pictures over here and we're looking at it now, which is easy after you play, but why didn't we go there? What messages do we need to bring down there to make ensure that you do that? But then also collectively be able to execute that. You know, and I think a lot of that is, is, um, is that. So if it happens again and we go into this um, game and we lose, lose the same way that we played the first time against them, then um, it gives the coaches you know, a massive headache it's not the end of the world, but at least it'll give them time to understand what they need to do leading into you know next year before they play mm. again in the test match. And that who knows what that looks like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 
I might stay off Twitter if that happens. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I mean, it just, For a bit. It's, better happen, it's better happening now than waiting four years to try and fix it again you know, after that, after you know, the 2007 Rugby World Cup. Mm. I mean, there were so many options. Um, but every year, you had every year leading up into the Rugby World Cup to actually watch those things and think, man, how the heck do we lose that game? And I'd much, rather, I'd much prefer to actually learn now, learn that sort of style and be able to adapt mm. now than, than having to do it sort of, you know, um, after the, the loss of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. I think they're going to bounce back, Rav. Yeah. They'll bounce back. I have in a full confidence way. they're going to bounce back too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're but fair. we said we had full confidence last time and mm. we're surprised. And so was the rest of the nation. That's <laughs> funny what a week and a half does. You know, I've replenished yeah. my supply of confidence. <laughs> and uh, I think they're going to win by you know, 25 points. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and therefore, they'll secure a bonus point and go on to win the Tri Nations. Mate, I'm, mate I'm, you know what? I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same page now, mate. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All aboard. Yeah. We've ended this show, friends. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Okay. Not me. <laughs> Not Mills. No. <laughs> we. Whānau Sky Sport presents hosts a variety of podcasts now available wherever you access your podcasts. We have the Kiwi Football Fix, The Road to Tokyo, Playmakers and of course The Verdict. We are covering all angles here. You can also jump onto our Instagram and check out Rugby Chat NZ. So gentlemen, thank you so much for your debates today. Great discussion. Mills, always a pleasure to have you as a guest on this show. Thank oh, you. Great to be here. Looking forward to coming back in and couple of months? <laughs> no, 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 next week, mate. All Blacks final test, for goodness sake. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, we can on. review the entire season. When yeah. the All Blacks have won. Yeah, and yeah. talk I'm about it. have to play the tape on some of the things we said. <laughs> we'll review a fantastic Tri-Nations winning performance. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I think we can all agree on that. I think so. As for Goran and I, we'll be back here, same time, same desk, next week as well, putting everything in sport on trial. Hey, Kona mai.